0: Hey everybody, welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies and we're ready to talk about one right now. I'm Les Roberts. And
1: I'm Ann Elder.
0: Today, Anne, we are going to review a movie called Argo, mm-hmm. directed by Ben Affleck, written by Chris Terrio, and it stars, you'll be surprised at this, it stars Ben Affleck, oh my goodness. along with some very good actors, Brian Cranston, Alan Arkin, John Goodman, and Victor Garber. It is ostensibly the true story of when the Iranians revolted back in 1979, overtook the American embassy in Tehran, and almost everybody working at the American embassy was captured and imprisoned by the Iranians. Right. Six of them, Mm
1: -hmm. mostly
0: low-level embassy employees, somehow managed to escape they went directly to the Canadian embassy for asylum. Right. That's what this film is about. They have really kind of forgotten about all those other people who wound up spending more than a year in an Iranian prison.
1: And the problem was the Canadian embassy, while they wanted to keep our six hostages there, they couldn't risk their own lives and the lives of other people surrounding this case. Of course. So they were letting the American government know, listen, we'd like to keep these people here safe but you've got to get them out. So there was a time factor involved here.
0: Definitely. A CIA operative named Tony Mendez, played by Ben Affleck, decides that he ought to take a small crew with him to Tehran and pretend that they are a Canadian film company and they are there to scout out locations for making a film. Correct. So this film tells the story of how they arrived, how they managed to get around all sorts of bureaucratic regulations, how they managed to escape from Mm -hmm. everybody walking around the street with a gun, and how they finally got these six hostages, if you will, on an airplane heading back to the United States.
1: Exactly. It was a monumental historical yes. moment in America's history. Yep. What doesn't work for me in Argo is the fact that Ben Affleck and his screenwriter Chris Terrio tried to have the movie both ways. They tried to make a comedy, and they tried to have a political thriller. And as a result, they did not come up with a winner in either camp. It's rarely a skillful combination. I think the only time was strange Love* that worked. But yeah. it's a rare movie indeed that combines comedy and a terrorist plotline, And I just didn't think this movie worked. I think it was far too glib. The hostages are depicted as a bland group of people living oh in safety over there in the Canadian embassy. Then all of a sudden, they are whisked to the airport. They concoct some sort of a last-minute problem with passports and so on and so forth, and that's supposed to keep us on the edge of our seats. Okay, it does for about five minutes. And then all of a sudden, the hostages are on the plane, and everybody's having champagne. End of story. This was a high-concept movie, and I think it was intended for the Cineplex audience to enjoy as popcorn entertainment. To that degree, the movie works, but not for me.
0: Well, not for me either. One of the problems with the film is it's not quite as factual as Affleck and Terrio would like us to believe. I agree. Really, this whole thing was overseen by, and thank God for them, the Canadian embassy by the Canadian government. Mm -hmm. They are the real, true heroes in this situation. And they're
1: barely mentioned in this film.
0: Victor Garber plays the Canadian ambassador to Iran. He does a very good job, but it's a very small part in the film. Mm -hmm. Alan Arkin is an actual movie producer who is brought into this to pretend that he is the one actually going to make the film John Goodman is the the supposed comic relief. You know, I liked John Goodman on The Roseanne Show back in the 80s on television. He really chews up the scenery a lot.
1: He chews it and eats it. He's a little overweight.
0: Well, he's always been a little (laughs) overweight, but he's too much. He throws everything in this film a little bit off kilter. I
1: agree. It's the same old, same old. I like Alan Arkin. I like John Goodman but they're giving us retreads of characterizations that I've seen a hundred times before, and it didn't belong in this movie. Now, was the movie entertaining? Yes, I have to say. I mean, I sat there, I wasn't bored, but I was annoyed by the fact that the film gave such short shrift to our Canadian neighbors. This story, this event, could not have happened without the support, without the meticulous planning of the Canadian government. And this is not mentioned at all. All. It's all so glib. And it looks like that Tony Mendez, the CIA operative who's so brilliant that comes up with this faux idea about the faux movie and all of that, it looks like that it's all to his credit. There were so many people that should have been given credit that are ignored, and the Canadians are at the top of the list. And I was infuriated by that. And I think that the movie lacks substance, it lacks relevance, and I think that these filmmakers have been overhyped. I think this movie was greatly praised by the critics, by people who called me and said, oh, you've got to see this. It's brilliant filmmaking. It's the best movie of the year. No, it is not. Not in my opinion. The lack of detail, the lack of verisimilitude in this movie really, really caused me to be most uncomfortable with this movie.
0: Verisimilitude, I'm still working on that. I've written that in books before. I like (laughs) that word a lot.
1: New York Times crossword puzzle. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I think you're absolutely right about this, Anne. I was very hyped when I went to see it. I thought, oh, this is going to be important. I think Ben Affleck is a very good director.
1: I do, too. I have no problem with that. I just think that he didn't do enough homework and did not provide the kind of background this movie really requires for me to get engaged. Let's look at a couple of other movies that we could use as an example. Three Days of the Condor, All the President's Men, stuffed with details, and that's what made those movies great. This was just another fanciful concept of a, Screenplay that really couldn't have happened. That's the problem. It did happen and you don't believe it.
0: That's why I was so disappointed because I read the paper once in a while and I knew all about this when it was happening or after it happened, certainly. And it's not the same story that I read in the newspapers. Right.
1: It's just too casual and too hip. And I think the movie thinks that it's way cooler than it really is. Exactly. Okay.
0: It's an entertaining enough film. You're not going to hate it. But it's not the film that it should have been. And for this reason, I'm giving it a yellow light.
1: I'm going to give it a yellow light. I know it sounds like the way I've treated the movie that I would probably give it a red light. But it's okay enough that I'm going to give it a yellow I think in comparison to the empty landscape of movies that we have seen recently, and there have been so many terrible movies that we've looked at.
0: This has not been a great year for movies. This
1: is better than most, but not great. So it rates a yellow light for me.
0: Okay, two yellow lights for Argo. And by the way, Argo is the name of the script that they bought and supposedly are going to make a movie from it. No. Okay, we will be back to review another film very, very soon. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts.
1: And I'm Ann Elder.
0: And Greenlight Reviews hopes that whatever you see is going to be truth the next time you're at the movies.
1: Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons.